I things happen. I just got called out be for for not working out for probably the past like year, maybe maybe two at this point. But <laughs> it is what it is. But welcome everybody into the Bears Beat. Uh, this is a show that airs every Fridays one p.m. right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR sixteen seventy a.m. And did you know? I just found this out today. We have an FM signal eighty eight point three FM. But everybody uses TuneIn, though, I think. I, that's what I use, at least. But my name is Joshua, too. Sitting to my left is Jack Heim. And, Jack, I'm having a pretty rough weekend here, dude. It was, let me tell you, it was hot in that Dixon Hall last night. I was, like, sweating. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Flyers lost last night. Yeah, they, they did lose to the Blue oh Jackets. My, oh, my God, dude. Can you believe that? By the way, Blue Jackets defense with Zach Wierenski done for the season, unfortunately. Tore his labrum and, I think, separated his shoulder. Oh, oh, on that hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was definitely questionable. Um, that was pretty. That was a pretty questionable hit, but they did rule that that was legal. I, um, it, yeah, um, but we'll tell our listeners now why I'm upset. Um, I lost an arm wrestling to literally everybody in this studio. Literally everybody. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. It's okay. Uh, because I know even my residents, you know I'm a CA, right? Yeah. My some of my residents, they listen into the show and they're and they're talking with me every week. Oh, you think the field hockey team's going all the way? Absolutely I do. They're going all the way. I know it. They're, they're and, sick. And I I didn't know that until like this week. But they yeah, they listen in. So obviously, uh thanks to all my residents for listening in. Much love back to all of you. Um but Jack, a lot going on this week. A lot going on this week. Um Field hockey, still dancing. Women's soccer going dancing. Can you believe that? I I couldn't believe that when I saw that. To be honest with you, I I really thought that their season was done after that PSAC playoff loss. Um, but I I I don't know how they got in, but they somehow did it. They're going dancing. That's all that matters, right? They are going dancing. We will talk about everything. You know, a couple teams in the playoffs, uh, and even a little little bit of football talk here as the season wind down. So. You know, we're seeing a lot of sports wind down, but some things are only starting with men's and women's basketball uh, nearing the beginning of their season. Josh, a lot going on here uh, on campus with so many sports teams to talk about. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is just a, a week where it seems like a couple things are dying down, but a lot of teams are, you know, starting to really heat up, I would say. Um, you know, I, as far as game recaps go, I, I don't think there's much to really talk about this week. I was looking at it. I mean, we talked about everything last week, you know. Women's soccer isn't playing today as they got rained out. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, but, you know, this is the preparation time, I think, for a lot of playoffs teams. Um, and right now, uh, you know, this is just it, a, a lot to look forward to. Um, but, you know, I, I was looking at the sh- at our topics for today, Jack, and, and it's really, I would say, tough. This is going to be a tough one because um, not, not really much, I would say, going on, but Let's just dive right into it here, and you know, we always talk about the field hockey team. We're going to talk about them once again. Since 2007, nationally ranked number one, the king of the world right here, the king of the United States. Look at this, number one, national field hockey. Man, they are on fire, and honestly, after that East Stroudsburg win, when they downed number one, you know, I really did think that they were going to get that number one spot, and rightfully so, they deserve it. Um... You know they were they had probably the best year, you know of of out of the past five years. This was definitely their best one. This was the highlight right here. Um, and I still stick by by my statement. Do you know what that is? 
What? About my statement about the field hockey team. If they win the conference, oh, yeah, they're going all the way. If they win the conference, they're going all the way. They just need to get past the conference, um, and they need to get past uh, PSAC opponents, and and they're fine. Um, but you know, sixteen two overall, eight and one in the PSAC. That one loss did come to um, East Stroudsburg when they were ranked nationally number one. So they did split that series one and one apiece, and they also did lose to. I don't even. I'm trying to look back at the schedule here, Jack. Um, I I I remember it was it was to Mansfield, Mansfield yeah, and West and Westchester, which is, is really shocking because that um, conference ranking is incorrect because Mansfield is in the PSAC. It says they aren't on here. If you look, yeah, that's that's a little um, odd. I, I I don't know, but either way. Um, you know they're they're red hot right now. It's there's no denying it. Um, they are they're incredible. Um, and it really comes through the leadership of of certain players, which we'll talk about in a little bit. You know, but looking at this, you know, number one since two thousand seven. That was actually with baseball and women's was number one in twenty seventeen. Women's soccer. So no other team has been nationally ranked number one since uh, women's soccer team and the baseball team. You know, but. They 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 are red hot. They are red hot, and there is no denying it. Um, you know, I I think right now at this moment in time they are set to win it all. Um, you know, a week until uh, the PSAC semifinals. That's on the 18th. Then two days later, it's the PSAC championships. So, um, they they get a you know this is this is right where they want to be right now. Two games you. You win the conference, then you go right into um, Super Regions, NCAA playoffs. You're you're just at the right spot right now. But Jack, uh, we're gonna get um, an opinion on. Um, we're gonna share both of our opinions on, um, you know, the women's field hockey team right after this quick announcement from the KOR Notebook. And this actually, this could be really beneficial for us. So make sure. Do you listen when I read the KUR notebooks? Yeah, I oh, do. Okay, Th- this one's actually, I-, I like this one. So, attention KU faculty. Have you or a colleague made a positive impact in the undergraduate research field? If so, nominate them for Undergraduate Research and Creativity's Faculty Mentorship Awards. The awards recognize excellence in faculty engagement with undergraduate researchers and carries $500 professional development funds. The deadline for nominations is quickly approaching, and you have until March 1st to turn in your application materials. To learn more about UGRC's Faculty Mentorship Awards, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC. Once again, that is www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC, and look under Undergraduate Research and Creativity. And if you'd like to stay updated with everything UGRC has to offer, you can follow them on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome into the Bears Beat. This is a show that airs every Fridays at 1 o'clock. My name is Joshua Two. Sitting to my left is Jack Heim. And Jack, um, uh, j- just an overall opinion right now about where the field hockey team is sitting, you know, what they really need to do to prepare. They have a week. You know, you have to have you have to have something on your mind when it comes to the women's field hockey team. What are we thinking up in the brain of Jack Kime? Well, look, yeah, I think you mentioned it perfectly in terms of being in the, 
exact position that you want to be in. It's, you know, you get the bye, you get the extra rest, you got to go win two games to win the PSAC championship and punch your ticket to the, uh, you know, the NCAA championships. But, you know, it's been a phenomenal year this far, but you can't let you fill out the gas now. I mean, you've accomplished so much. It would be incredibly disappointing season's end if you were to, you know, fall in the PSCC tournament and then, you know, things happen in the NCAAs um, because I'm assuming they're going to qualify there or the number one team in the country. So, you know, it's just, you can't have slip-ups now. You've played so well all year long. It's been a consistent product. You've played great defense. You've capped, you cashed in on offense and capitalized on opponents' mistakes and you know, really taken advantage of your opportunities that have been put in front of you. But, you know, at the end of the day, it can't stop now. Uh, you got to keep going. A couple more games. You just got to keep continuing to grind it out. And, uh, you know, the sweet reward will be hoisting that championship trophy if you ultimately can get there. So, you know, there's still a lot of work left to be done, and I'm sure, you know, the players, you know, on that team and the coaching staff are reiterating that message because, you know, they've come so far this year that it would be really, really sad and disappointing to have it come crashing to an end, you know, with a couple of losses here late. Yeah, and I, I really think, you know, this this week of almost bye, you know, and it, and it was week plus at this point, you know, the last game they had was November 6th. So you're having a week and five days off yeah. at this point in time. You know, you, you have a lot of rest. And and that that helps with the preparation, I think. Um, you know, with a playoff berth, you know, you really need to prepare differently than you would for an average regular season game because you can afford to lose in the regular season. In the playoffs, you can't afford to lose. It's winner, it's winner go home, you know. And that and that's one of the big messages I think they're trying to promote here. Um, but Jack, I, t- I talked about you know how they have some great leadership on the team, and I mean Sarah Gatehouse, rack up the awards, rack the, up the awards, PSAC Defensive Athlete of the Week, and also to NFHCA National Defender of the Week. Man, rack them up! Can you believe that? Not only a, a conference award, but also a national award in the matter of one week. Can, that is absolutely impressive. Hats off to Sarah. Um, congratulations. Uh, you know, already with 10 assists on the year, she ranks second in the PSAC. You know, but she I, she has a lot of a lot of help. Um, you know, we obviously this week they honored Sarah Gatehouse, but also Jillian Buchman, um, you know, with... The national recognition, uh, Katie Dodderwich, you know, Rachel Dustman, you know, they, they, this is just a, a team that is is quite impressive. And when you have 10 shutouts and you average 0.78 goals allowed per game, that is quite impressive. That's not even a, a goal per game. That's that's not even that's a little bit over three quarters of a goal per game. That is something I'll t- I'll tell you I've. That is quite impressive. Um, that's when you know you're stepping up on defense right then and there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this team's done it on both sides, like you mentioned. You know, they score and they defend incredibly well. Probably one of the best defensive teams, not only in the con- in, in the conference, but in the country. So, you know, it's just been incredible to see what this program's been able to do, take the steps forward that they have. All credit goes to this coaching staff and to these players for being able to put in the hard work and grind out a season's worth of hard work. But again, like I mentioned earlier, the job's not finished. There's a lot more work to be done. Uh, and... You know, that reward will be the, the sweet feeling of hoisting up that championship trophy. So, you know, that's obviously the goal that they have in mind. And it's not just about finishing the job and getting there. But like we mentioned, it's been an incredible season this far. They're 16-2. and They've beaten so many top-ranked teams, uh, especially in the PSAC. Uh, and they've really taken care of business, so they're out of conference schedule, too. Uh, one of the best years in program history. I mean, it's not a debatable point. Uh, you know, they, they have to rank as one of the best field hockey teams that Kutztown's ever put out there on the field. 
Uh, and, you know, what this group's been able to accomplish, it's really been something special. Yeah, um, you know, it really has been special. And at this moment in time, they just they need to ride it out, keep grinding, keep working. And, you know, maybe I, I, I'll definitely stand by this. They they have it in their favor right now. It's theirs. They got to go take it. That's that's basically all they need to do at this moment in time. But, Jack, there's I'm looking at my uh, notes here and I, I do. We actually do have a, a decent amount to cover today, um, you know, with a lot of teams starting out here. Um so we're just going to move right along here. We'll talk about field hockey next week, hopefully with some positive news. But um, we talked about, uh, you know, racking up some accomplishments. Adriana Durstein and uh, Sadie Das racking up the accomplishments themselves. Uh, Durstein with the Rookie of the Year Award, Freshman of the Year is what they call it in the PSAC. Um, and Sadie Das, first team. For and these are all for the PSACE. So congratulations to the both of them. Um, you know, you know, just looking at their statistics, Jack. Here, you know, you know, Durstein with eight most with eight most kills on the team with four hundred and one. You know, she's she's quite a she was very impressive. I mean, we talked about her on a couple of shows. We don't we don't really talk about volleyball all that much, but you know, still she had, she had quite impressive year. You know, to to finish it off like this with. You know, freshman of the year, Sadie Doss, all PSCC East first team, you know, can't get much better than that, really. No, you can't. And in the first, you know, PSCC freshman of the year from KU uh, since Ebony Hetrick in 2002. So, I mean, that's an incredible honor. I mean, the first in 20 years to do it. And Durstein and Doss are the first all PSCC first teamer since 2015. On the first, KU has had more than one recognition uh, since 2011. So it was a good year, especially for a couple of individual accolades. But, you know, this is obviously a team sport, and they want to just keep finding ways to continue improving. But with Durstein's youth, uh, you know, Durstein will be a key player for this team for years to come. So certainly looking forward to what she can do, you know, on, on the volleyball court. But, you know, a solid first year uh, in all PSAC East First Team honors is voted on by your fellow coaches. Uh, is quite the prestigious honor. So that shows that it's such a, you know, such an inexperienced and youthful uh, in the collegiate game that the coaches respect and recognize the skill that you're bringing to the table. Yeah, um, you know, they, they, they know that they put in the work um, and they definitely deserve the recognition. Uh, so once again, congratulations to the both of them ladies on an outstanding year and finishing it off strong. But Jack, we're going to keep moving right along here. Look at this. Season preview. Women's basketball. Can you believe this? Basketball's already starting. I, I love basketball. I love it. I love basketball. But, you know... A, a lot of news, I would say, and definitely the best news that I've I've seen probably at the beginning of this year. You know, Riley Durman was a Riley Durr, excuse me, was a uh, key part of that team, and we thought last year that would be the last time we saw her, probably since you know maybe you know maybe getting inducted in the Kutztown Hall of Fame, you know, maybe in like five or six years. But she's an assistant coach now. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's awesome. That is, that is awesome. I I know she graduated last year to become a teacher. Um, so I I didn't know. Um, I honestly had no idea that she would definitely be back as a coach. But that's gonna be, that's gonna be fun. I'll tell you that. But I'm I'm really looking forward to basketball this year because there's a lot to prove. Um, not only not only for women's but also for men's. I think. Um, you know and. Obviously, with the women's, you know they they had a rough ending to their season last year. And the men's, they just they struggled really last year. But Jack, 
it's time for our first break. I was at an Iron Pigs game this summer, and look them up on your little on your Lenovo laptop. That's that's a cool laptop. Yoga. Yeah, it is. Lenovo it, Yoga C nine forty. I think is the C nine forty model. That's that's cool. That's, it is. That's it. That's, like ex, it. that's expensive. But Jack, look this guy's name up. Braden B R A D E N Ogle O G L E, and you'll find him on M I L B. He his song from the bullpen was "Man in the Box." Do you have a picture of him? Let oh, me get there. Oh my god! Well, look at how look at how awesome he looks, dude. Look at him. Oh, oh he's he's turning it towards me. Let me. Yes. Yeah. Look at look at that. His hair would be flopping. He's down. got the flow. Yeah. He. Let me tell you, he was. That that was pretty intimidating. But he would be running in from the bullpen. You would hear "Man in the Box." Pretty awesome, but. Yeah, not to mention, though, that three pitches later, Francisco Alvarez would take him deep. Yeah, Francisco Alvarez, baby. I New York Mets own. I, I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him I so much. I will be fans out. Oh, man. I uh, love baseball. But, Jack, look at this. Women's basketball. You know, they they had it all going their way last year, but just could not finish. Um, You know. Getting past Lockhaven in uh, the PSAC playoffs, uh, getting knocked out next round, um, you know, and then getting knocked out first round in the NCAA playoffs. You know, it, it was just an ending last year that I don't think we were really expecting, and it just came up on us. Um, you know, they finished 26-7 and overall, which is, is very good, and they won the PSAC East for the second time in three season, you know, and they reached the NCAAs since 96, but, you know, Janet Maloof definitely, who was a women's basketball head coach, you know, I, I think she was expecting more out of her team than what she got. Um, we talked about last year, Casey Romoldi in the first round of the PSAC playoffs, how she had that breakout game dropping. It was either 30 or like 40. Do you, you remember that? Yeah, um, he was on fire from three, put up like a career high. It was, in, I think, 38, dropped 38. It was an it incredible was, performance. It was somewhere around there, but, you know, this was a, a game that, uh, a year that, you know, just could not finish. Um, and, you know, it, it was great traveling all around the state. That's when I started, that's when I actually started to broadcast games and, um, you know, and just. You know, I, I don't want to look at last year because I there's a lot to look forward to this year, and really we're going to see a lot of Casey Moldy and Abby Hearn stepping up big time. But there's also a couple players as well that, you know, really were under the scenes last year because, you know, you, you had Riley Durf stepping up. We talked about before the break. She's now an assistant coach, so it'll be great to see her again. But, you know, I want to talk about also too Zara Zerman and Nia Pulliam. You know, Nia had a you know we'll talk about her in that UConn game and the Fordham game. But you know, these are players that you know they experienced you know heartbreak last year. So I'm thinking that you know what happened last year is going to transpire into this year, and they know that there's a statement to prove. You know, a lot of people, you know, were looking forward to that great run last year, and they're returning a lot of people. The only really big name they lost that I can remember is Riley Durr. But, you know, with her experience as now a coach, I think that plays a little bit more of a bigger factor because, don't get me wrong, Coach Maloof and Coach, Malouf and coach Hallman are great coaches. But I think the experience of Durr as now a coach will make the team even better. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, this is an experienced team. They returned 10 to 12 players that saw action at least 25 games last year. They went 26-7. and seven. Their most wins in program history won the PSAC East for the second time in three seasons, and they reached the NCAAs for the first time since 1996. Last year was a historic year in many ways for this team. They bring back a lot of those key contributors. You mentioned Riley Durr, you know, exits the facility in terms of a player but remains as a coach, but he can't discredit, you know, the impact Alexis Smith had on this team. You know, she played in at least 88% of the team's games last year. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to see a step-up role, especially from the backcourt here, uh, you know, with the guard play. I'm interested to see how that plays out. But, you know, a lot of the key contributors in the front court with Romaldi and Hearn, and they get Sidney Pearson back, who got hurt in the middle of the year last year, missed the remainder of the season. You know, she's back as a senior, will be right there as a key cog, right there in the middle, uh, you know, a rim protector in the paint. So, you know, I think Kutztown's defense is going to be just as good, if not better, than last year with the ability that Pearson and Romaldi have with their defensive prowess. And then you have Hearn, who's solid defensively, but also can make, you know, a lot of noise on the offensive end of the floor. So this team's going to be right, you know, I think at the top of the conference like they were last year, barring, you know, some major injuries. But, you know, this team is good. You know, the expectations are high as they should be. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be, you know, right there among the top teams in the East, uh, you know, cr- you know, competing for that East title uh, and trying to get back there and win that PSAC championship at the season's end. But, Josh, we're just at the start. Uh, you know, this team is incredible on paper. We saw what they've done last year. I expect, you know, a lot of the same results this year. This team is deep and experienced wins in college basketball. They have a lot of experience on this team. But they also have some young guns who might be prepared to step up. You know, they got Shannon Romoldi, Casey's sister, coming back. You know, she was out last, all of her freshman year with an injury, but healthy now for this year. And they got Layla Hur- Hurley. Olivia Smellis and uh, Sophia Coleman. So, you know, those are three freshmen that could be primed to step up uh, and get some action as, you know, youthful and inexperienced players who can make a difference to this team. And I could speak on the testament of Leila and Olivia because they came from my neck of the woods. Um, you know, Jim Thorpe was a school that was very close to me, and they they led their team to not only, you know, a District 11 championships, but also, too, they made an amazing run in the state playoffs, unfortunately getting knocked out by... Um, Oh, Jack, you're going to have to help me out here. It's a big-name school from Philadelphia out of District 12. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a Catholic school. Roman Catholic? No, no, Roman plays 6A. I, help me out if you could, please, because I, I, I once you say the name, I'll, I'll know who it was. But, you know, Layla Hurley and Olivia Smellis, they were two players on that Jim Thorpe team that really had a lot of experience. And that experience that they had, they were playing almost – I knew at that point in time that they were going to wear a Kutztown maroon and gold jersey next year. I knew that they would fit right into you know this style of play because their style of play is just so fast, so upbeat, aggressive. You know they they make key shots, they make some big plays when they're needed to, and you know it's. I do know the name of school, Archbishop Wood. Yep, Archbishop Wood. Yep, Archbishop it. Wood. Yeah, Jim Thorpe, twenty eight and two last year. They were on the conference. Woo! They were impressive. I'll tell you that they were. The, the, there were some teams that I thought they could probably even beat some men's basketball teams throughout the league. That and Jim they, Thorpe, like that they were so good. Yeah, and Jim Thorpe's you know not too far from my area. You know, it's not uh, you know tremendously far. About a twenty twenty five minute drive from you know my neck of the woods as well. So you know, kind of right by both of us. So. Yeah, this is a you know a team that produced some good products, and I'm interested to see what impact that those two freshmen you know out of Jim Thorpe have on this team. 
you know, for this season. But, you know, again, for me, it's mostly just experience, experience, experience. So much of these players are back, uh, and I'm excited to see what they can do. They're on the kind of run it back tour to try to, you know, get even further than they did last year. Yeah, um, this really is the running back tour. Um, you know, like you said, this is this is the next shot, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it was a tough year last year, but I'm expecting a lot of uh, revenge on their minds. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually trying my best to get Layla Hurley on the show because um, she's doing a very good fundraiser. Um, and, you know, we, we can always do our good deed of the day once in a while, Jack, and... Um, I'll I'll just tell you a little bit about it. Um, she's doing a um because I said uh, she presented this idea to one of the councils that I'm on, and um, she was she is doing a toy fundraiser um for a childhood friend. But that's all I'm gonna tell you. Um, you know I'm gonna try to get her on this show. We'll try to promote that a little bit. Try to try to get some more insight on the women's basketball team. Try to up you know the interviews. Um. But, you know, let's looking at this Fordham game, you know, I talked about how Nia Pulliam is just a, a big leader on the team, and here she is once again. You know, she is she's quite impressive, um, you know, against a, a Division One team, putting up seven points, Sydney Pearson with seven, Abby Hearn with six, Zara Zerman with four, Annie with four, four you know. You also have Olivia Smellis getting in with the action with seven. You know, this was... It, I would say that's a pretty good result against a, a dominant Division One team right there, Jack. Yeah, look, these games are, more often than not, you're not going to go out there and win these games. It's just good experience early in the season. You play some higher-level competition, and you see, you know, well, you know, let's see what we can do. Uh, and, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Naya led, led the team in scoring, seven points, you know, six rebounds. So I'm really not going to take too much from these games. It's just, you know, kind of preseason action you get what you get and uh you know i'm really not gonna be you know a stickler about these games and you know fly off the handle and say oh well you know they lost emphatically to these teams yeah, i mean these are division one competition i mean it's you know kind of what you would expect you know from d1 and d2 and you know it's there's no discredit to good standard because it's a very good team but you know fordham's at the d1 level and there's a reason there's a separation between those two uh and you know i feel like that's kind of what you saw play out here but Again, it, these are exhibition games. It's preseason. It's just to get your team out on the floor and, you know, get some continuity on the court to start the season. Yeah, um, you know, and, and really, I'm not going to hammer these games too much. It was, you know, but I'm honestly kind of impressed. I would say, um, you know, I mean, you went 16 to 55 from the field, six for 19 from the three point line, 10 for 18 at the free throw line. You know, the, the it's pretty good statistics here. I mean, you know. You know, Asia Dingle from Fordham, you know, dropped 22. You know, Anna DeWolf dropped 17. I, I really don't care about that. I, I don't because, you know, they – this was honestly kind of like a – like, you know, do you remember those games in, you know, high school where you would play – you'd look at the schedule, oh, here comes this team. We're just going to run right over them. It was it was almost one of those games, but it's – you know, th th this is a style of play that, you know – I, I think Kutztown isn't going to be used to. Um, and you're not going to see teams like this no. in, in, in your you know course of your season. No. It's just exhibition games. It's good to play D1 teams because you get to you know see some notable faces out there on the floor. It's just a good experience for the team, you know. And yeah, obviously I mean, the results not it's you no know, it's skewed, but I mean it's you're not going in there expecting to win. Like I said, it's just 
ex- exhibition games, get some experience, you know, get back on the floor, get the, uh, you know, get the preseason, you know, shake off the rust a little bit, get back out there and, you know, got to shake it up and just keep going. But, you know, they do start today, uh, their first actual game. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. They did play another exhibition game against a very, very notable uh, program. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, UConn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. UConn's a juggernaut in yeah. women's basketball. Um, They're. Uh, it, it's okay. Um, I, I mean, we're looking at this, and you know, honestly, to put up forty-two against UConn, I would say that's a win. Yeah, I, I, I you know, it's UConn. It's uh, this team is. Uh, there's something else. They see a lot of March Madness action. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, you know, Annie Wallen was seven. Sydney Pearson was six. You also have Abby Herman was six. Scrolling down here, I mean, you know, Naya was eight again. You know, she's. She, you, you may not believe me at this moment in time, but Naya's gonna be the, Naya's gonna be a star. Nye's going to be a star this year. She's she's going to go off and have a great year. Yeah, I mean, I, look, she, I know the, it. the impact she had last year coming off the bench. I mean, she would come in, you know, be a fantastic scorer for this team, and, you know, her offensive-minded presence is really going to add a balance to this team where you have some, you know, a lot of just there's a lot of good two-way players in the squad. I mean, you know, there's some players, you know, like Casey and, you know, known for their defensive prowess, and you have others known for their offensive abilities, but... At the end of the day, there's a lot of good two-way players in this team as well. Just because they might get more credit on one end of the floor doesn't mean they're a liability on the other end. There's a lot of solid players in this team. There's a reason they're projected you know, to win the PSAC East again. This is a very talented roster with a very talented coaching staff that's very experienced. There's experience all around on, this, on, on the floor when it comes to this team. And they're going to be smart. They're going to play some smart, solid basketball, I think, all year. And it's going to be another exciting year for this KU team. Yeah, and you know... It, it, it was an it was a nice atmosphere, you know. I we we talked about the XL Center, how how impressive it really was. Actually, it's an they, illustrious building, it's an state of the art facility. They played it at the Harry A. Gamble Pavilion. We're gonna look because it wasn't at the it wasn't at the XL Center. It wasn't. Oh, look at that! That's even that's even better. That's that's the style of arena that I like right there. They played it. They played it at that place. Look at that. That's just imagine broadcasting a game there, and looking at that site. Like look, like uh, that's that's almost like a, a a dream, basically. Like you know, but yeah, you know, it, it it was a good experience. Um, you know, you, you gotta you you saw what you got going for yourself here. Um, against a very good team. Um, but. You know, their first big test comes tonight against um, Bowie State. That's scheduled for a 4 o'clock start. Um, unfortunately, KUR will not carry live coverage of that game as we're here in Bowie State's in Maryland. Um, yeah, and the challenge is also out in Shippensburg. So. Oh, is this oh, is this the PSAC CIA? Yep. Yes, yes. Um, well, Shippensburg's a little too far. Actually, I would do Shippensburg, but we're kind of here right now, so yeah. And uh, we don't. Time does not permit us to leave for yeah, now to get out there for four. So um, uh, we're, we're we're gonna skip this one. But tune into the PSAC Digital Network because I'm I'm almost ninety nine percent sure that they are gonna cover that. I'm almost positive. But you know, I mean, looking at this at this weekend, you know, they have a lot of good competition: Bowie State, Fayetteville State, you know, and then Georgian Court, Jefferson. And no, then they finally come home right che- before Thanksgiving break. Chestnut Hill, the 22nd. You know, you have Gannon. 
you know, this is this is what I'm looking for right here. Um, I'm excited for that Gannon game because they were these two teams met in the PSAC playoffs last year. Yes, before Gannon went on to beat KU and uh, you know win the PSAC championship against Cal U, uh, the West, you know the two West powers saw Gannon win. Emma Wright was a standout player for Gannon last year. Uh, so, you know, this Gannon team's going to be pretty good again. That's going to be an early test for this KU squad. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of exciting games coming up, and we'll get their first look at them, Josh, on the 22nd that Tuesday. Yeah, um, you know, I'll definitely be on hand for it. Um, KU are probably will not carry live coverage of that game. Um, please note, this is just a small disclaimer. We do not carry any games during the week um, due to our student programming shows. Um you know, my they they give me the weekends. That's pretty much all I ask for. Um, you know, but what, just check all of our social medias. That's your best bet for when we carry live coverage of games. Um, you know, we please know that we have schedules outside of this. This is this really is our life, though. Check. I mean, the amount of time that we spend together probably in the past two years is almost probably a little. Um, it's a lot. Um, it's a it's, lot. It's probably a little disturbing, maybe to some. Um, I, I said to I said to my family the other day I said I probably don't know anybody more better than I probably known you because uh of how much time we spend together. But Jack, it's time for another break. Yes, it is. Our trivia question today. Okay, what is it, my man? How many wins does Coach Janet Bluth have on her record? Right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University KWAR. This is your home for everything Golden Bear athletics related. My name is Jasper Toot. Uh, sitting to my left is Jack Heim. Jack, our trivia question today. How many wins does Coach Maloof have? And my mother even gave an answer on this. She said 400 plus, which is correct. It, it, that is correct. Yes. Yes. Got her 400th last year, so I know it's over 400. Okay, we're in the ballpark. Okay. So, so what are we thinking here? I'm going to go with. Yeah, I'm ballparking here. Okay. But uh, I think I'm going to go 415. Oh, my God. You looked that up, didn't you? No. Are you serious? Yeah, that's actually right. 415. I Are mean, you serious? Now. You looked that up. There's no way you could have guessed that. You did. You looked it up, didn't you? There, I mean, I have a one out of a 99 possibility. That's 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 ridiculous. You looked that up, though. So. You looked it up. But, Jack, we forgot to mention something. Today is... Uh, I want to take a small moment to recognize this. Uh, today, we forgot to even mention this at the beginning of our show. Today is 11-11, uh, so that means it's Veterans Day. So from everyone here at KUR, myself, Jack Heim, um, happy Veterans Day to everyone who served and is currently serving. Um, thank you for your service. Um, without your service, we could not be possible um, doing this. So we from, the, from all of us here at KUR, uh, thank you to all of our veterans and active military for serving. Um, Absolutely. Could yeah. not have said it better, Josh. Yeah. I, I, I feel bad for almost even forgetting it, but we had to say it. But, Jack, before we talk about football, men's basketball, and let me tell you, I got to even play the song. The return of Mo Williams, baby. The return of Mo. Look at him. Yeah, there, yeah he there he is. There he is. Yes, Mo Williams is back. He's ready for the last opportunity. The last opportunity. I don't even know how he has one more opportunity because he was probably here for like 20 years. But he does. He's <laughs> eligible. He is eligible, how, and he will be playing. Old, how old is he? I wonder. I don't know. I'm gonna. We're gonna look on the roster quick. So this is a. So he's six eight, two hundred and twenty pounds. 
Oh my god. <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day. Um, did they even have his, like, birthday? So his freshman year was 2016. So it, at at 18, you probably come into high school. That was probably... He has to be, like, 24 at this point. Yeah, it's close. He's pushing it. He has to be, like, 24. Oh my god. <laughs> I've I've loved Mo though. I Mo Mo's my favorite. The, Mo Mo is a good man. He's got in Mo in Mo we trust in Mo we trust. Oh, he's a good presence for this team. But look, this is a team that is you know experiencing a lot of change. Josh, there's a lot of roster turnover for this team. You know, Coach Driscoll was saying last year was an outlier. You know, they were hit with a lot of injuries, COVID stuff. Um, you know, they get their very experienced backcourt back. I mean, Wesley Butler when he got back healthy last year, he started to look better and better. Uh, I expect him to look really good this year. And he's paired with Jalen Bryant. I'm excited to see what this backcourt can do. You know, these two guards, you know, in the front court, you got Mo, like you mentioned. But there's a lot of transfers coming into this team. It's going to be interesting to see how early in the year this team gels. You know, one of the transfers we got to look at last year is Josh Samick. Yeah. You know, from Westchester, yeah. he was a you know starter for the Golden Rams. He played was a rotational guy. He started some games, came out. You know, he played some meaningful minutes. Uh, you know, he could shoot the three ball pretty well. Uh, he's you know decent paint presence. I'm excited to see what his impact can have on this Golden Bears team. Uh, there's a couple other transfers too as well. You know, a couple grad transfers. But you know, I'm excited to see how this team uh, is able to gel together. Yeah, um, you know, Josh Savick gave Kutztown a lot of problems last year. He was he was a big problem. Um, you know, we saw him a lot during the PSACCIA Challenge. That's the first time we got to look at him. Then we saw him, you know, against Kutztown. He gave Kutztown a lot of problems. So when I saw he's going to be wearing a maroon and gold jersey, that's a big problem that we have now on our side that's hopefully going to give his old team uh, more problems. But, uh... You know, I want to talk about some of these new guys here. Brendan Boyle, you know, he was a big standout player for um, Notre Dame, Green Pond. Um, you have Ryan Glassmacher with uh, Bethlehem Catholic. You know, I got to take a look at him at the Holy Wars. You know, Brooks Catholic versus Bethlehem Catholic. By the way, he did say that a Bethlehem Catholic is the better is better than Burks all the way around. I mean, yeah, you absolutely wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be dissing your own high school. And um, uh, a man from your neck of the woods too, Will. Yes, Will Meeker. Oh yeah, my God, from Parkland. That yes. guy, that kid went off last year. Like he was. Oh my God, he was. He. I. I got to take a look at him because you know I saw him blowing all up over Twitter. You know he. You know all these guys posting highlights, and I'm like, there's no way this kid's like this. He. I went in person. He is the real deal. He's gonna be that standout player for the Golden Bears this year, and I cannot wait to see all these. All these new new guys, but also you know a lot of experience. You know Robert Tucker. You know he was he was a great player last year. You know Jordan Harden coming from William Penn, Kyle Whippen from Westfield. Um, you know, and uh, you know you have the Whippen brothers actually both coming. You know from, from Fairmont of, State. You know, and it, it's 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 going to be quite interesting this year. Um, you know, seeing you know the all these pieces coming together. You know I've. I thought I was reading, um, you know, these names, these names together, but then I realized they're probably either twins or brothers. Um, but you know, the, this is a year that uh, it's got a lot riding on it, and I think you know this is gonna be a, a year to remember. This is gonna be a statement year right here. Um, you know, just even looking at this, Jalen Bryan, you have Wesley, you have Mo, you have Kyrie, you have Josh, you have Robert, you know, you have Will Meeker, you have Ryan Glassmacker. You know, you have all these all these players that you know are just impressive alone when you come together as a team can you you know 
the you know even coming in they you know after being selected sixth, you know, if I was if my if I was rated six in the preseason poll, I'd be disrespected. I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna go show everybody why I'm not number six right here right now, and I and I think that's the mindset coming in, and if it's not, that's the way it should be. But um, Jack, you know they're also in the PSACCIAA challenge. That's at Lincoln uh, College. Um, I thought about maybe covering that game, but um, due to some personal reasons, mm-hmm. personal reasons, um, you know, I, I'm not going to cover those games, um, unfortunately. But you know, a lot to look forward to with men's and women's basketball. But Jack, um, we're gonna. I want to briefly touch on this because la- I am so sorry. See, this is what you know. What we're gonna t- we're gonna tell everybody on air what just happened. I am so glad I have a co-host, people, because at certain times in our show, we have to do certain things. I almost forgot. I almost forgot because I looked at that clock at 49. I thought I had some time. I didn't have any time. But a quick announcement from the KOR Notebook. Attention, KU students. So now we have one for the students. We had one for the faculty. We're, we're leveling it out here. Exactly. Have you heard about KU Bears grant funding? The purpose of the KU Bears program is to support faculty-student research pairs over the summer. The goals are for undergraduate students to develop the necessary skill set to become student researchers and to provide faculty members with paid student research assistance. Undergraduate students select for the, selected for the program will receive summer pay for research tasks assigned by a faculty supervisor. By assisting faculty members in their research, students selected for the program will obtain the knowledge and the skills necessary for conducting advanced research in their field. To apply and learn more about KU Bears grant funding, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC and look under grants and sponsored projects. They also do have an Instagram. It is at UGRC underscore KU. So if they have Instagram, that's out there too. Um, this message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Well, welcome into the Bears Beat. If you're just joining us, well, we only have like eight minutes left, but... Better late than never. I'll tell you that. Better late than never. Uh, my name is Jasper Toot. Sitting to my left is Jack Heim. That um, is me. Jack. Uh, oh, I got oh. one more point about basketball, Josh, before we go into oh, football. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please, so, please share. There's sixth, you know, like like we mentioned, sixth in the PSCC East. And look, this is a team with a lot to prove. I mean, they didn't have a great year last year, 9-19. They went through a lot of adversity. And things happen with a lot of new transfers this year. My two questions are, I'm interested to see how this team gels early in the year can they mesh together and two where's the post scoring going to come from in this team I mean you got Robert Tucker but outside of that you don't really have a true big man to work his way and bully his way down in the paint and a post scoring was something that you know plagued this team a little bit last year they couldn't really score in the post they couldn't really defend in the paint pretty well well at all so I'm interested to see how those two things you know get alleviated for this team are they able to do that a little bit better than they were last year uh you know there's a lot of good schools in the east division and you know in the PSAC in general you know, East Stroudsburg projected to have a really good year, take a step up from last year's. There's you know, usually a pretty decent team. Uh, Millersville made the PSAC championship team, lost to IUP, who's the projected favorite out in the West. But, uh, yeah, you know, you got the likes of Shippensburg, who's a good school as well. So, I mean, the normal mainstays are at the top of the division, uh, as you would expect. But I'm interested to see how this KU group performs this year. Uh, it should be an intriguing year, and I'm excited to see what this group can do. Yeah, um, you know, and and to your first question, if they don't gel right away, then that's going to tell the tale of the year right there. I um, mean, you can gel over the course of a season, but I'm just interested to see if do they have some, you know, do they have some communication problems? 
Do they not really understand their assignments right, you know, necessarily at the beginning? Do we see some early season struggles because of the lack of continuity between this team? I'll tell you this. Um, Ryan, uh, um, the one from Bethlehem Catholic uh, that I was talking about, I have a class with him, actually, Economics 110. Um, and I sit, I sit right near him, and we always talk about basketball. Um because you know, I you know me, I have to talk about it. You know why not? Um, and we were talking about it, and he said, you know, th- th- this was a this is a team that, you know, I don't think Glitzhand has ever experienced before because just from day one, they are on the right page. Um, you know, they're they're already on the same page. Now that could just be his opinion. I I don't know, but if that is true, I think they're gonna gel quickly right away. Um. You know, and they're and they're gonna understand each other very well as not only players but also as people. Um, for team chemistry, I think it's important to not only learn about how what players' style is, but also how they are about people. Um, because you know that that just helps with team chemistry. Because if you're on if you're on a not on the same page with each other, it's not gonna work. It just doesn't. Um, that goes for any sport. So, you know, but I as far as a a postman. I would expect Mo to be down there. Um, I mean, just looking at the roster, I mean, you know, other than Robert Tucker, I mean, Mo's pretty much the only other big guy that's down there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, there's, you know, Ryan. I think he's actually. I'll have to look at this for myself. Um, I believe he's six, at least six six. Um, you know, looking at these heights here, Ryan's six six. Um, Robert's six seven, you know. Um, Kyle Whippen, one of the Whippen brothers, is six seven. Um, you know, I I I think they'll be okay at that. Mo's five six eight. Um, so I I think they'll be okay on that sense. Um, just you know, team chemistry. I think that's the biggest question, and I expect an answer sooner rather than later. But um, you know, I I think we had a lot of great discussions today, but um. You know, we don't have really much time to talk about football. Um, I know next week, um, I don't know if you want to share that news with us. Um, um, you, are you going to be here next week? I don't know. I, I forgot. I forgot. Potentially. 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 Uh, potentially. So. There, There's going to be a really big episode next week. I got something even big for you. I yeah. didn't even tell you about that yet. But let me tell you, it's going to be big. I think, uh, no, I think you did tell me yesterday with... Uh, no, uh, we, we, we're, we're not going to say it on air. We're going to talk about this off air. Yes. But, uh, there there should be a there's pleasantly gonna, solid surprise coming to the show next week. There's going to be a couple surprises, I'll tell you that. So, interesting, interesting show for next week. But, um, yeah, yeah, Josh, you know, a couple minutes left. Any brief thoughts on football? Um, The Westchester game upset me. Um, I think um, it upset a lot of people. But, um, like, look, I mean, look, the fact of the matter, my main takeaway in the game, and I'll let you get a word in just a second. Look. The run defense was not there. They couldn't stop uh, Cooper Jordan. They couldn't stop, you know, Jaden McKenzie. And that's really what played them throughout the entirety of the day. You know, Westchester was able to run the ball pretty well. They didn't throw it much at all. They had one passing touchdown for 10 yards. You know, Cooper Jordan only threw for about 30, 30-ish yards. Really wasn't a great passing day, but the rushing attack was just solid. They were keeping, able to hammer the rock. Um, really, you know, give Kutztown a taste of its own medicine. Kutztown's a team that really, you know, runs the ball a lot, and they only use the pass when they have to. Westchester kind of took KU's formula and stuck it to them. And KU couldn't get off the field on key downs. They also couldn't really get much going offensively, especially through the air. Jordan Davis had a great game on the ground, but outside of that, you know, the passing attack really wasn't established much. Wasn't able to establish much of anything positive. Yeah, um, you know, not nothing much positive. Um, 
even looking at the stat sheet, um, it was it was rough. And I mean, you even heard Jerome Cap's interview from that Westchester game, and you know, it was rough. Um, you know, it, it was it was it was even terrible to listen to because you could just tell the upsetment. Um, you know, but um, you know, we'll we'll talk we'll dive even more deep into next week's show because that's that has a lot more to it. Um, and just a heads up to all of our listeners, next week's show is mainly football. If not about all the show is going to be football. We try to spread it out a little bit um, with sports. But, Jack, next week is going to be all about football, and I cannot wait. I love it. Football, here we come. Yes. As we wind down in the season, we'll have one more football jam-packed episode. Uh, Josh, I'll let you take over the entry, but I just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in to today's show, and that's all I got. I will let you take it the rest of the way. 